following behind him and she turned into a pillar of salt. So Lot's wife decided to turn around and look what was going on and she turned into a pillar of salt. Something here that happened to Lot's wife. She looked back. Or as I would like to phrase it, I think a better terminology was she could not let go of her past. She could not let go of her past. And that is the first enemy of your soul, the enemy of your past. The enemy of your past. Everyone has a past. In fact, memories are great. I love having memories. Memories are a great part of life. Last week, my parents were were in town, and we just reminisced about a lot of things. And uh, they reminisced about a whole lot more than I could ever remember. But that we reminisced, and memories are good. However, there is an enemy of your soul that comes and he disguises itself in your past. The bottom line is this. Your past can either make your future or it can break your future. The ones who use their past to leverage them into the future are the ones who can make their future. But the ones who hold on to their past are the ones that find it very difficult to move forward and they break their own future. And I tell you today, if you're finding yourself making the same mistakes over and over and over again, if you have the same feelings over and over and over again, if you're jumping into the same type of relationships over and over and over again, if you have a feeling that you can never catch a break in your life, it's probably because you've been attacked by the enemy of your past. So let me share with you very quickly this morning how this enemy of the past attacks your life. The first thing we see in Genesis chapter 19 and verse 26. It says that, but Lot's wife looked back on the burning city of uh, of Sodom and she turned into a pillar of salt. Now when I read that, I'm like, yeah, right. I mean, how could somebody turn into a pillar of salt? I, I find that pretty hard to believe just because that sort of stuff doesn't happen every day. But I don't doubt it didn't happen. Uh, I'm not sure if she turned back and, and, the sulfur, and, the, and, the, and the fire and the sulfur that had been rained down hit her. She died and she got covered in, salt, in, in, in sulfur and she was like a pillar of salt. Or if she literally turned into a pillar of salt. And even though I don't know how you can get a pillar of salt, salt just like dies. But anyway, that's beside the point. But there is one thing that is certain about this passage. Lot's wife looked back. Have you noticed that Lot didn't look back and his daughters didn't look back? But it was only Lot's wife that looked back on this city that was burning. The simple answer is this. This is the reason why only Lot's wife looked back and nobody else did. Because Lot's wife had left her heart in Sodom. I'll say it again. Lot's wife had left her heart in Sodom. Lot's wife loved that city. She becomes so attached to that city. Now, even though it was a bad city to live in, she loved that city. She'd made a life in that city. She'd made a home in that city. And then in one night, these angels come and says, get out of the city. And the problem was for Lot's wife was that she'd never found closure to this city. The result was that even though her body and her mind were walking away from the city, she'd left her heart in the city. And so many of us, we're caught just like Lot's wife. We're caught in the past. And the reason we're caught in the past is because we have left our heart 
in the past. Whether it is in a relationship, whether it's in a certain pattern of living, they keep looking back because that is where they have left their hearts. I remember when I was about 21, I had kind of had a, a, a pretty bad lifestyle. It wasn't really bad, but I'd done some things in my life and that at the time were really fun. But, you know, I look back, I'm like, wow, that was a mistake. When I was like 18, 19. And I remember at 21, I would sit there and I'm like, I know I can't go back to that old life because that old life it was just destroying me. I mean, it was taking me in a bad place. But there was something inside of me that I would look at some of the things that I did in my old life and I'd want to do them again. And I'd find myself at home, sitting at home thinking, oh, I'd love to go to that place that I used to go. And the reason was, is because even though I brought my body and my mind out of that place, my heart was still there. And God had to deal with me in a big way to get my heart from there to my heart being right where I was right then. And this is what happened with Lot's wife. She had been caught in the past and she had left her heart there. I want to tell you something that I believe this morning. I believe that where your heart is, your head will eventually turn. Where your heart is, your head will eventually turn. And some of you this morning, you need to go and grab your heart out of the past and you need to bring it into the now. You need to go and grab it out of the past, bring it into the now. Some of you, you may need to go out of this place this morning and you may need to go and dig up what you thought you had buried to go and get your heart. Some of you this morning, you need to go and just bury what things that have happened in the past. Things that have happened in your life before, you need to go and bury them. Because where your heart is, eventually your head is going to turn. And the problem was for Lot's wife was that God had new plans for Lot and his wife. God had great plans. God had some amazing things that he wanted to do in their lives. But the problem for Lot's wife, she wasn't on board because she left her heart in the past. And you know, when God has plans for your life, God's plans are ones for hope. God's plans are ones for salvation. God's plans are great plans. And when you look back on your old life, you leave yourself open for this enemy of your soul to come and attack you. You know, in Luke chapter 18 and verse uh, uh, 32, Jesus was teaching about the last days. And he said this to, to the people he was teaching to. He says, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. He said, if you try to cling to your old life, you're going to lose it. But if you give your life away and follow me, then you will gain life. Jesus saying, remember Lot's wife. It wasn't just some strange thing that happened in the Old Testament and we forget about it. Jesus is saying, remember Lot's wife because Lot's wife turned around and she, her life was destroyed because she had left her heart in the past. And for some of you this morning, you need to grab your heart and bring it into the now. The second tactic this enemy uses against you, this enemy of the past, is this. When life doesn't turn out how you imagined, your past tries to draw you back. When your life does not turn out how you imagined, your life, uh, your past tries to draw you back. There's another story in the Bible that happened uh, uh, a few, uh, well, actually hundreds of years later than this story. And What had happened, there was a nation called the nation of Israel. They lived in a city, they lived as immigrants in a city called Egypt. And they'd lived there for hundreds and hundreds of years. And towards the end of their time there, they started becoming slaves to these Egyptians. 
the Egyptians would come, they would buy them, and then they would you know, whip them, and uh, they would make them do the bad jobs. And they had an awful life in Egypt. And then suddenly God raises up a guy called Moses, and Moses comes and goes, let my people go. And, uh, and, 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 and we all know the story that this nation of Israel leaves Egypt. Well, what happened a few weeks after an event called the, uh, the parting of the Red Sea? If, uh, I hope most of you know that. If you don't, then you know, read uh, Exodus. But basically, the Red Sea parted in, in, in half, and the people of Israel walked through this sea. A few weeks after this, the people started to grumble. They started to complain. And this is what they said. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 22, it says, Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. When they came to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called the place Mara, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses, and they said, what are we going to drink? They demanded. Could you imagine being in a, a, a desert for three days without water? I mean, some of you, you can't even go a couple of hours without water. But these guys have gone three days without water, and they started to complain. And the story goes on to tell us that they started saying to Moses, Moses, Why have you brought us out into this desert to die? Our old life in Egypt, we had everything that we wanted. We had food, we had drink, we had grapes, we had bananas, we had whatever you you could think of. We had chocolates. That's like my picture, I'm thinking. But that's, that's what they started to do. And they started to complain because they were hungry. The problem for these people is they weren't slaves anymore. They were free. But they started to complain because they were hungry. Their lives were not turning out as they had imagined. They imagined as soon as they left Egypt that their life was going to be rosy and everything was going to be great. But it wasn't the case. And what happened is they started seeing their life was not turning out how they thought and the enemy of the past started to kick in. The truth is, is that they were slaves. And the truth is for you, uh, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you used to be a slave to sin and to death. But when you became a believer in Jesus Christ, you no longer were a slave. But Jesus Christ had brought you out of slavery. He had paid the price. And now you are free. And so often, our old life can be so appealing because... The current isn't working out how we imagined. This is why the drug addict who has been clean for months can slip back into his old ways. This is why somebody who has been married for many years who just goes through a rocky patch can suddenly start looking at an old flame, maybe on Facebook or something, and then they start into a relationship that isn't godly because their life doesn't work out how they imagined. And sometimes life becomes so difficult that we start to desire our former days, our former lives. We forget how bad the past is. Yeah, let me tell you something today. God is not taking you back to Egypt for these Israelites. And for you, God is not taking you back to your former life. In fact, I believe that the road ahead may be tough for you. Some of you may be an easier life. Some of you it may be a tougher life. But... The place that God is taking you 
is so much better than that Egypt where you were a slave. In fact, God had promised these people of Israel. He said, I am going to take you into a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Basically, he was saying, I'm taking you into a land where you are going to have everything that you want in life. It's going to be a great land. It's going to be a place where you are going to be free. But you're going to have to go through this time at the moment. And for you today, God has got great plans for you. You matter to God so much that God has got a plan for you. I believe God has written this plan down for you. And that plan is not a plan for a life that is just tough and hard. Even though there are times when it will be tough and hard. But it is a life full of purpose and full of hope. Where you will find, wow, this is an incredible life. But when life becomes too difficult, the enemy of your past tries to drag you back. The third tactic and the final tactic that the enemy of your past tries to do in your life is this. Your past will tell you that your future is too difficult to get past. Your past will tell you your future is too difficult to get past. Let me give you an example. In Genesis chapter 19, verse 18 to 19, it says this. It says, Lot, he says, Oh no, my Lord, you have been so gracious to me and saved my life, and you have shown me great kindness. But I cannot go to the mountains. Remember, the angels told Lot and his wife, Go to the mountains. He said, That's the place that God is taking you. Go to the mountains. He said, Oh no, I cannot go to the mountains. Disaster would catch up with me there. And I would soon die. See, there's a small village nearby. Please let me go there. The problem for Lot is Lot had heard that the people in the mountains were violent people. They were hostile people. And so Lot was being taken out of a a bad place of Sodom where God was going to destroy. God had already saved Lot's life. And God was saying, go to this place. And Lot was saying, no, I can't go there. Because if we live there, life will be too difficult. Let's go to this tiny little village where life will be a whole lot easier. God had saved Lot already. But the fears of Sodom were still in the heart of Lot. Lot knew that the people of Sodom were bad people. And the problem for Lot, Lot feared for his life in Sodom. And so he could not get past the fact that not everybody in this world are like the people in Sodom. And for some of you, you've had a past that is tough, that is difficult. And you look forward and you think, I cannot go forward because the same things are going to happen to me time and time and time again. And let me tell you, the people of your past are not the same as the people of your future. The people in the mountains were not like the people of Sodom. And the problem for Lot, Lot could not get past that. And your past will tell you this. It will say the problems of yesterday will only increase tomorrow if you try to make something of yourself. It will tell you that you hardly handled your past. What's to say you're going to be able to handle your future? And what this means, so many of us stop moving forward into the places and the plans that God has for us. You know that God has got your future. Just as God has kept you until this day, He's got you through your past. 
And just as God has kept you for today, God will keep you tomorrow as well. Let not your past tell you that your future is too difficult. This is a tactic of your enemy. Listen to the words of this man, of the Apostle Paul, to a church in a place called Philippi, which really wasn't that far from Ephesus. He says this in Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. He says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. He says, But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race to receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Here the Apostle Paul, he says, I'm forgetting what is the past and I'm going to move forward because I know when I move forward, I will reach the prize that God has for me. Did you know that Jesus Christ came and he died for your sins? Not because it was a nice thing to do. But Jesus did it because he decided to come and make war on sin and death. And the Bible tells us that the battle for sin and death has already been won. Jesus Christ has won that battle. He came and made war and he won. You just have to read Revelation uh, chapter uh, 20. And you can see, uh, 19 and 20, you can see the demise of this enemy, what's going to happen in the end to him. Jesus Christ has won. And what this means for us, it means that our past is exactly that. It is our past. Yes, we may learn from our past. I believe that we we learn from the lessons of our past. But don't confuse learning lessons from your past with the enemy of your past. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. It says this, it says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and the new life has begun. The old life is gone, and the new life has begun. All things such as your past is gone, your new life is here. Face forward and march into the new day that God has got planned for you. Did you know that the enemy stands in front of you, ready to attack? And what the enemy wants to do in your life, he wants, his plan is for you to turn around so he can attack you back. He does this because he knows that he can't get your back. And the reason he can't get your back is because God has got your back. And he can only attack from the front. So if he can get you to turn around, he can attack you from the back. Those who have faith in Jesus Christ have been given what we call the shield of faith. And we'll talk about it in week four a little bit more. But basically, the shield of faith is something that you can hold up. It says it quenches every fiery dart of the wicked one. This enemy that's trying to destroy you, the shield comes and you hold it up. And you don't turn around and hold it up, but you face forward and you hold it up. And you walk forward with the shield of faith. And I encourage you today. 
make war on your past. Declare today in your life and say to your life, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed and the new has begun. Declare that my past cannot hurt me anymore. My future is safe and secure through the victory of Jesus Christ. Are you ready to make war on your past? Let's pray.